Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a f***ing ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is April 29th, 2020. 137 days until we get to see Tom Brady throw 405,000 touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski. Single-handedly getting us to the Super Bowl. First game, they just say, okay, Bucks, you're going to the Super Bowl. Done. Season over. That's the first game? Yeah. They 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 should just give it to us now. Just give it to us. We shouldn't have to go through all this trouble of playing. Oh, I can't wait to watch it, though. I know. Even if they did just automatically give us the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year, I'd still watch every game. Yeah, me too. If you have noticed a different sound with our podcast, it's because we're trying a new configuration out here. We got our mics in. Woohoo! The NFL draft was done. We had originally done a podcast, what was it, Monday, Sunday night? I can't remember. Uh, And we had it uploaded and everything, but I... After re-listening to it, I just did not like the tone of the cut of my jib. <laughs> I was very negative. What does that mean? Well, I was tired. And yeah. Brain was not working. My brain was not working. And I I was just really down on a lot of stuff. I'm like, man, I'm not trying to put that negativity out there. Yeah, the we try to avoid that. Yeah. Uh, the NFL draft was done. We'll discuss that later in a bit. Are we going to discuss that after we go over some news? or? Yeah, let's go over all the news, get that out of the way, and then we can talk about what our team is shaping up to look like. All right. No fact checks or follow-ups. We were absolutely perfect last time, which you know what that means. It means we just did not do any fact checks or follow-ups, which we got to get back on that, man. I'll tell you, it's sad. Uh, the NFL looked into Brady trying to go to Leftwich's house. If you're not familiar, he ended up going to Leftwich's neighbor's house, just walking in and setting his duffel bags down, and the neighbor was like, uh, excuse me, Brady had the wrong house. Well, the NFL looked into it, like, why is Brady going to Leftwich's house? There's supposed to be no contact between okay. players and coaches. Let's call this what it is. <laughs> This is what it feels like to be a Patriots fan or a member of the Patriots organization. That's right. People were crying because they said, oh, it's a league, but it's a violation. You need to investigate this. Like, the man has not been investigated enough. I know. He's already had the cops called on him or kicked him out of a park. (laughs) Right. He's good. Like, leave the man alone. But it's, you know, constant. Well, once a cheater, always a cheater. You know I guess so. I think that's the prevailing Don't you talk that away about theory. my quarterback. It was okay when he was a quarterback <laughs> in the Patriots. He ain't a cheater now. Never was. The whole investigation was stupid. I'm rewriting history. About. Oh, the Plategate? No. No, I don't want to get into that. The investigating him going to Byron Luffwich's house. Uh, well, you know that he is not the only one in the league to do that. You know they're doing it. Well, they're not getting caught. He got yeah. caught by walking into the wrong house like a big dummy. The league uh, looked into it, did an investigation, and said that there was no violation going on. He was just there to pick up a playbook. Doesn't explain the duffel bags or why the playbook couldn't have been sent to him on his iPad or any of that. But You know, you know hey, what? Some people just know. like a hard copy. 
And apparently, I don't even know if Byron Leftwich was there. The story was that Byron Leftwich wasn't even home, and he was just like, just go in my house and pick it up off the counter. Um, and that's why Brady walked into this guy's house. Right. And then I saw an article on Joe Buck's fan where there was an interview with Gronkowski, and Gronk said that he had had the Bucks playbook for like a month. Yes, I saw that too. That's going to be looked at as well, because that would be considering considered tampering. Yeah, they didn't have legal or like permission from the Patriots to talk to him, I guess. Right. Well, you know, I think it's just Gronkowski running his mouth. Yeah. He that was that was on the that was Saturday on the Bud Light Seltzer draft party. He said I was in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers playbook four weeks ago and I wasn't even on the team. So you know, I don't know if these guys don't realize they shouldn't be saying this stuff or if they're just talking out the side of their neck or what's going on. I think it happened before, but nobody listens to Buck players, so yeah, right. they didn't care then. Uh, you know, Sean Payton's probably having a Oh, that one. No, he now feels like he's got the upper hand. How so? Because he got Jameis Winston. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Jameis okay. Winston is signed with the New Orleans Saints. Okay. He is now an enemy. I wanted him to sign somewhere. I really yeah, did. We were, we were rooting for him. Was. Were. Yeah. Not in the division. No. I mean. That's the wrong thing to do. Man. To be clear. He <laughs> is free to sign wherever he wants to go. Yeah. That I is not. I, I don't blame him. I would have been, I'd have been like the same thing, same thing with Gerald McCoy. I'm, I'd be pissed. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to go and become your enemy. But it's clear. I, I don't know if it was petty revenge. I don't know. He's taking peanuts yeah. to be there he's got a 1.1 million dollar one-year contract i mean that is it, out of all the quarterbacks in the league he's getting paid he's the 52nd highest paid quarterback here here's here's backups quarterbacks that are getting paid more than him cj bethard who right. <laughs> deshaun kaiser chad henney jeff driscoll ryan griffin our own very polished ryan griffin chase daniel nate sudfield matt barkley nathan peterman is getting paid more than him hey that guy is reinventing the position cooper rush you know who he is colt mccoy matt shop rg3 rg3 is getting paid more than Jameis winston who was the passing leader and touchdown leader last year <laughs> here is a breakdown of marcus Mariota is getting more than he is wow Here's a breakdown of his contract. He got a $148,000 signing bonus, a base salary of $952,000, but he does get $3.4 million in incentives is available. What, are, what incentives. are the incentives? I don't know. They don't know? Not released. It's, um, it's interesting, and there was a quote today. It's just amazing. I just... Where he said, quote, being a quarterback, you have to be a student of the game. So now I actually get a chance to dive into that more. I actually have a Hall of Fame quarterback that I'm learning from opposed to trying to learn it myself or use Google. Now, I take issue with pretty much this whole thing. <laughs> First of all, all we ever heard was what a student Jameis Winston was. He was first in the facility, first out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he knew how to study. So if he 
was really a student of the game at the Bucks. Why does he feel like at the Saints it's going to be such a better environment for him? One. Two, he says, as opposed to learning it by myself or use Google. I guess he couldn't have approached Tom Moore or Clyde Christensen or Bruce Arians or Byron Leftwich. I mean, these are all people that were surrounding him that were supposed to help him succeed, but he didn't think to use them. Yeah, he had the best stable of coaches around him as far as quarterback. I mean, that is the whole point of a coach. Byron Leftwich used to play quarterback in this league on this team. And, you know, maybe he's not a Hall of Famer by any means, but (laughs) there was plenty of stuff there to ask. You know, he was getting all kinds of... I don't know. It's just, it's just Jameis kind of took a little dump on the Buccaneers there. Like, well, kind of took a dump on us by signing with the Saints. So, you know, you're dead to me, Jameis. I was rooting <laughs> for you, <laughs> but you're dead to me. We hope you fail. As long as he's with the Saints, yeah. I do think a large part of the signing was an intel. Yeah, It was more about probably. intel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jameis spent a year in the system, so he'll know how B.A. operates, whereas it didn't make any sense for the Saints to sign, for instance, Cam Newton, because the system Carolina was running while he was there is no longer there. So it wouldn't have made sense for them to... Yeah, you're not going to get any intel from Cam Newton, uh, except on maybe some advice on how to dress. Fashion, yeah. Bad fashion advice. He's gotcha. Yeah, Jameis Winston, that $1.1 million is worth it, just the little bit of information he can give, which he could probably give quite a bit of information. Yeah, I think so, too. So, little stinker. Yeah, and, you know, we'll see how it, I mean, it's only a one-year contract. Just long enough to get some intel out of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're going to cut him before the trade deadline or yeah. something. But, um it's not clear where he's going to be on the depth chart because they did extend Taysom Hill. It was a two-year, $21 million contract. And all we've heard is how Taysom Hill is the quarterback of the future there. So I'm not really sure what capacity Jameis is going to be in. He may come in when they want to take a shot down the field. Drew Brees comes off, Jameis comes on, lobs it. Yeah, Drew Brees and Jameis Winston couldn't be much more different quarterbacks. No. You know, Jameis Winston had the most pass attempts of 15-plus yards last year. Drew Brees had the, I think it was the least most. It was like 22 compared to Jameis Winston's 152. Of course, Drew Brees was hurt, didn't play a full season, but still he's just not a big throw-it-down-the-field type guy. I think Jameis can learn a lot from Drew as far as pocket presence and making good decisions. Except buying jewelry. Yeah. That's not good decisions. I said, I I meant on the field, (laughs) not off the field. You got any further thoughts on Jameis? Yeah, it's just, that's a very strange thing. Uh, You know, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, it was like neither one of them were getting any interest. There was originally when... Jameis Winston came out and said he was going to sign with New Orleans. His agent or somebody said that uh, he denied a lucrative offer from the Pittsburgh Steelers to be able to go and play behind Drew Brees. Well, ben Roethlisberger. Oh, no. I, no, I follow you. I follow you now. Never mind. Well, the Steelers 
media and the reporters, they came out and said, yeah, that's not true. We didn't offer him crap. Yeah, the GM went on one of the radio shows up there and yeah. said it was was not true. Yeah, you can't ever trust anything these agents and media people say. You just never know. They're, you know, they're, it's a business of them. They're trying to manipulate stuff. But Cam Newton, man, what's up with him? This is crazy. I mean, here it is. What, he's a 2015 MVP, you know. A first overall pick. First overall pick. Can't even get a backup job anywhere. But I think it's like what you said. They can't physically evaluate him. And he's banged up. But James is banged up, too. That's why I think it's more of a intel thing that it is they see him as a starting caliber quarterback that they're going to groom behind drew Brees. well i think cam newton's thing it's more the caliber of his injury it's that shoulder he's had operated on twice like one shoulder surgery okay but a second one to yeah. kind of fix whatever went yeah. wrong i think it has a large part to do with that i concur it's just so crazy that here you've got two number one quarterbacks Number one overall draft pick quarterbacks who started for their teams for years. Jameis Winston comes off the having the record for passing yards and touchdowns and uh, can't get a job but for $1.1 million as a backup. I think that Cam Newton just needs to go to Atlanta at this point and sign as a backup. <laughs> they should do that. Just to see, you know. I'd love to have Cam Newton back in the division. Yeah, me too. Him having him in there. I know. We yeah. could at least play him in preseason. After our second stringers beat up on him. All right, the Buccaneers pick up picked up Howard OJ Howard's fifth year option for the twenty twenty one season, worth around six million. So uh, that kind of quashes any trade talk, I think. Eh, not really. It's you don't think so? No. Uh-uh. Well, we did the same thing with Vernon Hargreaves. We picked up his yeah. fifth year option. Okay, fair enough. Boom, out the door. Uh, Joe Buck's fan wrote an article, this was from the 23rd, so it's kind of an older one, saying that O.J. Howard is eager for a fresh start with a new NFL team, and it's not a post-Gronk trade development for the Bucks. So so he learned that from a trusted source. He, According to Joe Buck's fan, he's not demanding a trade or like having a tantrum, but he's, quote, is over the Bucks at least as much as it appears they are over him. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I think we had talked about that. Don't know how much of it is true or not. There might be some business stuff involved with this. You know, it might be making it easier for them to trade him if they pick up the fifth-year option. I don't know. I just don't see how a trade is going to come through. When we tried to move him last year, didn't happen, and then... Supposedly. Supposedly, and then this off-season, you know, they supposedly try to move him again. It's so weird with him. I do not understand. I don't know if maybe, and I'm just spitballing here, I know nothing. You know nothing. I know nothing. Uh, You know, he might be unhappy with how they're using the tight ends, or him in particular, because his forte, he is a pass-catching tight end rather than a blocking one and they have him blocking most of the time most of the tight ends they do it's just they don't really utilize the tight ends in the passing game that much compared to Dirk Hutter's system where you know we used him a lot so I don't know if there's kind of a yeah he probably doesn't like blocking he I get well, the impression watching him on film he, he obviously does not, does like, not blocking. like blocking because he's horrible at it <laughs> he doesn't give it his all that's for sure 
Let him do that to Tom Brady. Ugh. I think that'll end real quick. Yeah. But, you know, if you have somebody on the team like that who's got a bad attitude, I mean, we kind of saw it with Vernon Hargraves and special teams. Like, it was apparent he was not trying to be on special teams. And eventually, Mm -hmm. they just, he gave no effort and they just pulled him. So, just makes you wonder. And I don't think that you can really tolerate that kind of attitude. No, no. At all. I mean,. These guys should be feel totally privileged that they get to play this game for millions of dollars. You know, don't go out there and act like a prima donna that you don't want yeah. to do certain things. Come on, man. I would do it for $10,000. <laughs> I'd block somebody. <laughs> now, the NFL is reportedly considering a mid-October season start if the league has to push back the start date due to the coronavirus mess. Uh, they're aiming for a mid-October start with no bye weeks, no Pro Bowl, and a February 28th Super Bowl, according to reports. I'm of the opinion everything's going to start on time. It looks like we're all gearing back to get back to work and get back out there. I'm dying for it. I think so, too. I think the question is how much of an impact will it have on teams to not have an off season? I mean, right now we're kind of cutting into the voluntary mini camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rookie mini camp for the Bucks was scheduled to start on May one. I doubt that's happening. Yes, they, you, or they'll do it virtually. Which I, you know, how much can you do in that yeah, way? This contingency plan was reported by sports business journalists uh, John Urand and Ben Fisher. Uh, if the league can't get started on time and like you said if they can't get these young guys out there practicing and all that they might just go ahead and decide to do this anyhow yeah right like what's the line where's the line right like is it if we get into training camp territory and they're not able to operate at full capacity is that the point where you kind of delay everything yeah that would be my thought that'd be a huge thing though to delay it that much. I mean, mid-October? Yeah, that's like six weeks. Yeah. And then what do you do about the preseason? Is there no preseason? Or is that when the preseason starts? Because you can't take those, you know, because preseason, preseason yeah, yeah, you got to have a preseason because of roster cuts. Like, you got 90 guys on your roster. you got to cut it down to 53. Yeah, you got to see who you want to keep. Exactly. Evaluate all your talent. So, it's really hard to do without a preseason. Maybe you don't need four games. But then, preseason is also valuable for the players that are going to play during the season because you kind of get them a little warm-up. Yeah. Used to hit In football shape. Exactly. So Football shape. Preseason is important. I don't know if you really need the four games, but. And then having no Pro Bowl, that's a big, huge thing. No bye weeks. Yeah, that's a big one. That's huge. Yeah. Strategically and for guys to get kind of rested up. Yeah. So I'm hoping they don't do that. I'm hoping we get all this mess started. I'm so ready for some football. And they could just scrap all the mini camps and voluntary workouts and all that stuff because. I don't know how valuable they are anyway. They might be extremely valuable, but... That's because you know nothing, John. I know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tom Brady did his all-in challenge. Remember that? They were doing bids on I do. Yeah, the winning bid was 800000 I said it was going to hit a million, but I was a little Yeah, I think the last time we talked about it was 750000 It was in the 700s. Really? Yeah. 
But that's great. 800000 And what's it going to? I don't know. Feeding kids. Right? He's already Feed. given a lot of money for them. Yeah, him and the Glazers have dumped a boatload of money into it. Uh, it does include tickets to a game, a game-worn jersey and cleats, and your option to have dinner with him or uh, what was the other one? Something else. Or a workout. A workout, yeah. Yes, that's right. Dinner or workout. I say it right here. And I'm of the opinion I would definitely want to have dinner with the guy. Although, you know, he's got a weird diet, so that might be uncomfortable. He's too. not going to make you eat it. I doubt he's cooking he for you. It's probably a restaurant. He's not going to make you do it, but he's going to make you feel guilty. Okay. But, yeah. Cause, I, mean, I know, because, like, you order a cheeseburger and fries, and he's too. got some, like, avocado toast. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's avocado ice cream. Isn't yeah. That what it is? he, uh, no, I get, I, I get a drippy oily greasy yeah. hamburger served in a dirty ashtray you know <laughs> just to mess with him watch the disgust <laughs> on his face that's all i got for news oh i have i have more oh. the deadline to register for 2020 cheer auditions for the buccaneers is this friday may how, 1st how at in 6 the world PM. did i not know this how are you the one on top of that i know ralph what are you doing, oh, man? man. What are you going to do if they don't have the cheer auditions? Cry. Oh, yeah. I'll have to finally get the sound working on my computer. <laughs> 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 so there is a link on the Bucks Cheerleaders Twitter. It's at Bucks Cheer, all one word, uh, to register. And that deadline's May 1, Friday, this Friday. Hey, and if you're a guy and you can dance, you want to cheer, go do it. They yeah, have, that's it. They have the one guy on the cheer squad, and he's actually on the promotional material for the virtual auditions. I saw him a couple times on the sidelines during the games. Man, he's, he was out there just moving it. He's getting it. He's getting it. He's enthusiastic. I can see Very why he made the squad. Yeah. Remember we Good watched choice. him last year? He his, was fun. His routine. They were fun. Yeah. yeah. It's about dang time us guys get some equality in the cheerleading <laughs> Never took you for a feminist, Ralph. It's uh, not a feminist. That's a meminist. Meninist. Jason Light has said he hopes to reach a long-term agreement with Pro Bowl receiver Chris Godwin. So it looks like that's next up on their... They're kind of getting everything checked off. They got O.J. Howard done. Now it's on to Chris Godwin. Although we have no money, so not sure how that's going to go. Hmm. Pay the man. Exactly. The Buccaneers are having a Meet the Rookies live stream. It is April 30th at 8 p.m. That's tomorrow. It is. Or today. It's on Buccaneers.com, the Buccaneers app, YouTube, and Facebook. I actually got a notification sent to my email where you could actually submit questions for the players. Oh, man. What did we submit? I haven't done one yet. Come on. I know. Get on it. We got to think of a thoughtful question so they'll actually read it. Or a really, really dumb one so they'll read that one. What's that one on Reddit? Would you rather have one horse sized duck? <laughs> would, you, would you rather fight a horse sized duck? Or, or a thousand, is it a hundred? Hundred duck sized horses. <laughs> Although, who is scared of fighting a horse, you know? Those things trample you and they spook real easily. Yeah, that's it. They spook really easy. Yeah. So you just scare them away. They're so big. I don't know. I don't, I'd say I'm not a fan I'd say, of the wildlife. I'd rather replace it with a... Or domestic. 
replaced. I don't like big things. That <laughs> or just life in general. Could eat me or kill me. I don't go to zoos, the aquarium, safaris. She goes to the beach, but we'll only stay in an ankle-deep water. That's true, too. When we go to the pool, she walks all the no, way around. No, come on. Sure I'll go in a pool. <laughs> she hates birds. I do hate birds. We've talked about that before. I, I, You know, Ralph and I have always talked about getting some property with some lamb. Land? Lamb. And I've always heard that llamas are really good security because they run straight at people. Because they're curious and it's intimidating to have a big animal run at you like that. So they're phenomenal security. But then I thought about taking care of one on a daily basis and realized I don't really like animals that much to be able to do it. <laughs> like I, I like dogs and cats and maybe some small rodents. But other than that, um, they freak me out. Why are you first, looking at me First like time that? hearing of this. Come on, you knew. I already bought some of those <laughs> Or alpacas. They're I coming alpacas. tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know the difference. That's also <laughs> probably a reason I should not have wildlife. Yes, that is a good I mean, idea. they're not wildlife. They're domestic. See, I keep saying that. But like horses, I I'm real wary of horses. Being around them. I've never had a good experience riding one. Devin White would not like you. Yeah, probably not. Or Jack Cicci, isn't he? No, Kevin Minter. Minter. Yeah, Minter's a horse rider, too. Anyway, that's my tangent for the day. I don't even remember how we got on that. This is not Buccaneers related, but it is draft related. Of course, the Green Bay Packers drafted a quarterback, Jordan Love. And we all know Aaron Rodgers has to be thrilled to death. And Brett Favre went on the Rich Eisen show and confirmed as much. Quote, I'm not going to talk about all that was that we talked, Favre said. He talked to I don't Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Okay. He was, let's just say, surprised they went in that direction. Quote, he has every right to be disappointed if he is. At some point, it will rear its ugly head. Oh, my gosh. Being, Drama and Pat. I know, because Aaron is already pissy about this. Oh, no. He is such a prima donna. I can, uh, you know... I, he, you have to appreciate what he's done for the game, what he is to the game. He is a good quarterback, elite, Hall of Famer, but he is a pissy bitch. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I, I cannot stand him. You know what it was when he came to the Bucks field and cried about how bad the field was because he turned his ankle? How many times has he been injured in his career every season? Yeah, yeah. Every season. Is that all the Bucks' fault? I don't know. Everybody's fault. It's everyone's fault but Aaron Rodgers. Man. But you'd love that. What was a Sports Illustrated? I did. Article? It confirmed yeah. everything I already knew. Yeah, he came across <laughs> as a really... <laughs> I just a had this really bias. Bad and it just person. confirmed. Spiteful. Petty. Yeah. Yeah. One more piece of news, and then let's get to the draft. The NFL has implemented executive pay reductions, a limited furlough program, and Roger Goodell offered last month to reduce his salary to zero to help the NFL. And they accepted. Yeah, they accepted. Well, he gets paid a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. I mean, he's already made enough money to set him for life. Like, he yeah. does not need any more, which is probably why he's like, eh, I don't know, just take these 
15 million on me it's it's more than that it's yeah, like yeah it's like 30 million yeah it's crazy. a year yeah so at this point i don't think he needs it and he just said i'm not you know i won't take a salary this year that's still cool of him though yeah i think so too he should de- he deserves props for that yeah and then the executive salary, so this is how they're getting reductions in their base salary, and it's tiered. So 5% for up to the manager level, 7% for directors, 10% for vice presidents, 12% for senior vice presidents, and 15% for executive vice presidents. No employee earning a base salary of less than 100000 will be subject to a reduction and no employee's salary will be reduced to below 100000 And they are furloughing employees, but while those employees will not get a paycheck, they still get health care and they're still guaranteed a job when they come back. And they don't know how long the furloughs are going to be. Why would the NFL need to be furloughing people? It's not like they Well, it's stuff, it's people who cannot do their job from home. Don't know. It just seems like the NFL, one, has the money to just go ahead and pay the people. Yeah, you would think so. Two, I mean, what what is it that the NFL is not able to do right now that they normally do? do? You know, the offseason? Yeah. Is, I mean, the NFL. I'm not, I'm not well, talking about Well, and the, this sounds like it is the executives or kind of the... Like, the front office people, I guess, in each organization, are they all paid by the NFL, not by the organization itself? No, they're paid by the organization. Right. So, is this just the NFL admin people? Right. So, I don't know. But, you know, there's probably 50,000 people that work for the NFL. Yeah, exactly. We were surprised when we found out how many people work in the front office at uh, the Buccaneers. Well, I can't remember the number, but it was like, what? It was like 120 or something? Yeah. Nah, I don't know if it was that much, but it was it was a surprisingly large amount of people. All right, well, before we get into the draft talk, let's uh, let's get a bill or two paid. All right, Molly, what you got for the draft? What happened? Can you give us a breakdown? Let us know what's going on because I didn't pay any attention whatsoever. <laughs> no, that's not true. We, did, we sat we here did. and we watched the whole draft. Yeah, and but we just waited until the. Bucks came up to pick. We didn't watch anybody else. Well, before we get into your breakdown of the draft, let me get into my breakdown of the opinion of the draft parties. Now, Pewtercast had... No, not Pewtercast. Well, one of the guys from Pewtercast was there, but it was... I think it, Yeah, it was Loose Cannon. I think it was kind of a collaboration yeah, of several different podcasts. party online. Yeah, live was, streamed on YouTube. There was like six different podcasters and uh, Buccaneers people on the... Uh, the video and they did a great job they were on there for the whole five hours six hours whatever they of course a few of them got a little little tipsy (laughs) that's what we would have been doing yeah we were definitely a little tipsy we were gonna do it but we decided ralph had the good sense (laughs) (laughs) that it would be a lot and i didn't realize until i actually watched the live stream how difficult that is to do, you to know. sit there and talk for five hours? Yeah, just talk for five hours and be engaging. I mean, I would have been passed out by like 10 o'clock probably. So props yeah, to them. Yeah. yeah, props to them for being engaging and entertaining. And we had the Buccaneers official draft party up as well. We watched it on YouTube or Facebook. Can't remember which one. I think we were on Facebook. And that was such a... A letdown. I mean, they 
build it as, you know, we're going to have ex-players and current players. We're going to do giveaways and all this. So, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be, you know, just five hours of basically them just hanging out and talking and goofing off and all this good stuff. No, it was like 30 minutes before the draft, they had a few people come on. They had a statement by Tom Brady. Uh, there was a little clip of JPP. I think they had Chris Godwin on there. Uh, Casey Phillips was on there with uh, Scott Smith. And then they had some of the defensive backs, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean. And then, like, before the draft, they were just like, peace out. And they put up a a static image of, you know, like, Buccaneers draft party. And that's the way it was for the rest of the night. They didn't do anything else. I did they? I don't even remember when it was our turn to draft. If they had something in, do you? Nope. Yeah, it was very. It was very much a letdown. Yeah, I, it's so. not what it was billed as. I feel like. Yeah, I definitely got the wrong impression from the advertisements that it was going to be a party. <laughs> it was not. It was not my idea of a party. Maybe us and the Glazers have a different definition of party. So that's how. Our draft night went. We got pretty drunk. We sat here and watched Pewtercast and a third. Loose uh, cannons. Yo, know, whoever it was. Bucking idiots. The, the Buccaneers draft party. And then we watched a static image. <laughs> <laughs> and of course ESPN. Uh, yeah, draft. we had ESPN and the NFL Network on. So we were getting all kinds of goodies from everywhere. Except for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft party. <laughs> Such a letdown. And what was up with this draft? It was the sappiest draft I've ever seen. And this is, you know, we got to talking about this in the last podcast that we did that we decided not to put up because it was just too negative. This is one of the things I was just like, eh, I don't know, but I just can't get over it. We were actually going to do a drinking game on this because every single profile they did of a player that was getting ready to be drafted or whatever, they had to bring up either that they had a dead relative, preferably a parent or siblings or siblings always gold or there was somebody close to them that was addicted to drugs or there was somebody close to them that was sick you know preferably with like a polio or something (laughs) or the single mom i mean it was every single one of them and they it was i don't know man it was just kind of weird to me and we were so excited for this draft because it was finally you know some football you know, we're sick and tired of hearing about this sickness. I want to hear some positivity. And, you know, so we're all excited before the we draft. We need a good distraction. Yeah, we did a good distraction. And I'll be darned if they didn't for 20 minutes before the first draft pick talk about the coronavirus. And then every commercial was the coronavirus. And then they were constantly coronavirus, corona, corona. And I was just like, oh, this is not what I came here for. And did you notice some of the, the they, they had the first round guys had to teleconference from home. Normally, they're at the uh, place where the draft is being held so they can go up on stage and all that good stuff. Well, they were, they were at home now. Do you notice those houses? Some of those houses. Incredible. Incredibly gorgeous. Like two, three million dollar houses. I was like, man, it ain't like it used to be. Right. Right. It didn't. I. It seemed to me like it was everybody was middle class and above. At least. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely. I don't know. It, if you don't have a nice house, do you go to your friend with a nice house and say, let me use your house for the draft? 
Most of these guys. I might do that. You know, I might want to do that if I were in that situation. I need, <laughs> I'd find the nicest, I need to rent a house habit, yeah. down at the beach or something. Yeah. Or I don't know. You could put up a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were green There's screens. There's always that. <laughs> I just found that very, very unusual. I mean, I kept every every draft. I'd look. I think, wow, they got a really nice house, man. But I think the NFL, it's a new world. You know, these these guys are not, you know, the impoverished youth that are, you know, clawing their way up through the economic ladder anymore. These guys are, uh, like you said, middle class and above. A lot of them are above. Well, to get to college, yeah, you know, I mean, that's not a lot of. This is the biggest draft of players sons that i've remember recalling yeah there, there was a lot of players sons in there as a matter of fact where was one gosh who was it i was like oh my god he's got a son i am so old well the safety that we drafted in the second round his dad played for the minnesota vikings uh our, our boy Pittman, our running back his son was drafted yeah i think year. top 10 top 15 that's crazy he was just in the nfl 10 years ago it seems like that's so crazy nuts all right, you ready to get into it? Yes. Well, with our first round pick, we had the 14th overall pick. And right before we were set to pick, it was, or no, San Francisco was supposed, yeah, San Francisco's pick at 13. They announced that the Buccaneers had traded up one spot, which is really weird, but. Fourth round pick we gave up, right? We, yeah, we gave up a fourth round pick fourth to move up seventh? to get. Our boy, tackle Tristan Werfs from Iowa. Woohoo! Now, it came out afterwards, I think Peter King was reporting that Jason Light had tried to trade up into the top 10 with, like, Oakland, the Jaguars, and he was ready to give up the house, too. And those teams were not willing to trade. They had guys that they wanted. So, Light reached out to the 49ers. He had heard that Joe Staley was going to retire. And, and in fact, he did shortly after the draft. Am I right? Yes. So he was concerned. Jason Light with the inside information. Uh, yeah. So he was concerned that San Francisco would try to take their tackle. Mm -hmm. So that was why we moved up. It was a good move. It was a little confusing at the time. I was like, oh, why? Why trade up just one spot? It just didn't make a whole lot of sense. But I guess strategically it did. And there were things that we didn't know. So we watched, uh, was it Real Bucks Talk did a video on YouTube breaking down, Tristan? Yes, yes, very good. So what did you get video. from that? And what do you think about it? Uh, the guy's got some work. You know, he's he's definitely not. Uh, polished? Uh, yes, polished. I mean, he, he doesn't look like a an elite professional right tackle. You know, he's got some some flaws. Well, that's he, what Joe Gilbert said in the offseason last year, is that you can't take a offensive lineman right, right out of college and expect them to be... I mean, they can be starters, but they do have to develop a lot because in college they're not doing as complex of schemes as they do in the NFL. The guy's big and strong, and he's athletic. I mean, he can get out there and run, do some good run blocking. He can do uh, good screens. So we're we're gonna have fun with that. We we could never do screens to the right because <laughs> Demar Dotson was just not uh, good in, in open field. Oh, gotcha. yeah, he was 
big guy. Which, you know, I feel bad about DeMar Dotson. I mean, we, you know, he's gone. He's off the team. He's the longest tenured Bucks player we had. I know. He was here, what, 13 years? Yeah. Something like that. And, you know, he's just gone. There's no fanfare or nothing. I wish there was. Well, I wish that he would announce his retirement so that there could kind of be. If I guess he's retiring. I don't know. I haven't heard. But we did the same thing with Vincent Jackson. You know, Vincent Jackson was, at that point, he was the best free agent signing we had ever gotten, I believe. And he played well for us for a very long time. And then we never, we didn't re-sign him. And he just quietly retired. And, you know, it was just so weird that the Buccaneer fan base just kind of just erased him from their memory. You know, it's strange. I see the same thing happening with DeMar Dodson, which a lot of people probably want to erase him from their memory, but. He was a good, good tackle. He was decent, serviceable. Yeah, the Tristan Worst video by Real Bucks Talk. It was good. He, he did a really good job of breaking it down and showing stuff. I was expecting him to just show highlights, but I didn't realize until after we started watching it. He said, or I realized that it was done two months ago. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he was going through, it. but his conclusion was he didn't want the Buccaneers to draft him at fourteen. Really? Yeah, he said he's not good enough. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. But, he, you know, it, it was a good video because he broke down his weaknesses and strengths and all that good stuff. He he had, you know, different clips from different uh, games and it wasn't all highlights. It was, you know, he broke down some of the bad stuff and showed bad plays, too. So good on you, Real Bucks Talk. Good video. Go check it out so, on YouTube. Yeah, if you get a chance, go search for it on YouTube. Yeah. Good information there. Oh, I know? did see on Tristan's highlights, they were showing draft night that he does like a good pancake. He loves the pancake, guys. And you know I love that yeah. for an offensive lineman. Uh, that's like their, that's like a, a offensive lineman's highlight play. When you can pancake a guy, that's, that's like an interception <laughs> by a cornerback or a touchdown. He's a big dude, too. I mean, I know that they all are, but. Yeah. He's not as big as DeMar Dotson was, right? DeMar well, Dotson DeMar is like 6'9 or something yeah, ridiculous. Huge. He's going to look like a little guy over there. Compared to DeMar Dotson? Yeah, compared to DeMar. But we needed that. So, you know, it's like like and the Glazers took all the wishes of the fans and asked them, what, what do you want, the Buccaneers? Do you want anything you want? Let's just you just put it out there, you know. If you want us to get a private plane for the players, whatever, and it's like the Bucks fans. Well, one, we want new uniforms. We want to throw back. We want it back to the Super Bowl era. We get rid of them stupid numbers. Uh, two, let's make sure we get a tackle and some offensive linemen in the draft. Uh, maybe running back or two would be nice. Some safety help. Uh, three, you know what, let's, we're just going to throw this out there. Let's get Tom Brady and Gronkowski. See if you can do that, Glazers and Jason Light. And sure enough, they've done it all. I know. This is like the, been the best offseason in Buccaneers history. Can I tell you, we live in Virginia and... Are you telling me that? I know that. <laughs> not a lot of Bucks fans here, but I went out in my Bucks gear the other day into the grocery store and I had two people comment. On my gear. And of course, I didn't notice this till I put it on, but my hoodie that I wear all the time, it's the old logo with the comb over, the flag. Uh, I need an upgrade. Get a new one. But I've never had that happen before where people were acknowledging me as, as a Bucks fan. <laughs> uh, we, we, we see other Bucks fans. Yeah, you do, nod, you do the you nod. Know, or go you do the nod. Go Bucks. Yeah. yeah. 
or, or just shout out Buccaneers. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, you have people from other teams coming up and saying, eh, "What do you think about Brady? Yeah, How do you like that Brady." The one guy said, are you happy about Brady? And I'm like, heck yeah. And he said, me too. I'm a Bills fan. I'm glad he's out of the division. <laughs> you know. You know. All those fans are so ecstatic. Yeah. But what, come to find out, it's Belichick and not Brady. And he just beats them up for the next 20 years. I know. You know, with, with I don't know. He might have his dog doing it. <laughs> that was so funny in the draft. You know, he they showed... The general manager and Belichick each in their home, which Belichick had a very modest home. It was didn't look like a multi-million dollar house, but Belichick wasn't there. It was his dog sitting in the chair in front of the computer <laughs> like he was making the picks. It was so hilarious. I don't know if Belichick intentionally tries to be funny, but he's just hilarious. He is me. funny. I know. His press conferences are gold. They're awesome. All right, let's get back to the Buccaneers. Uh, quick aside, someone should do like a voiceover of the dog in the chair, like picking the draft. That would be hilarious. Put Belichick's voiceover, is? something, yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. Just that clips funny. from the over the years, just clips of Belichick talking. Shaggy Da. That used to be a movie. I can't remember who it was. Oh my gosh, was it Chevy Chase, uh, where he turned into a dog. He was uh-huh. a lawyer that turned into a dog. Oh, no. Yeah, it was hilarious. Kids movie. Could be a football coach turns into a dog. Right, Belichick as a dog. <laughs> He'd be like a bulldog, all grumpy looking all the time. Yeah. All right. For real, though, back to the Buccaneers. Round two, we selected safety Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota. So this is the one whose father played for the Vikings. I was surprised at this one. But it was needed. I didn't think we'd go safety that high. I th- yeah, I thought maybe we would go running back, but yeah, uh, you, you can get those. You can get good running backs deep in the draft. So. Yeah, which we did. Yeah. Well, we hope we did. Well, we hope we did. We, we, we got, got running, running backs, backs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we kind of needed some depth at safety. We've got all our depth guys who we signed last season. We signed them all to one-year contracts, I think most of them. So some of them, I think, are on the outs. We've still got Justin Evans, who we have no idea what his status is. Yeah, Had right, I know. Surgery in the offseason on that Achilles. I don't I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to be playing. I, I, I don't I think so either. Jason Light said something about if they he, hope if by he gets training the camp. field. Yeah, if he sees the field at all this year, that'll be a bonus or something. I don't know where I saw that at. But we got Jordan Whitehead and Anton Whitfield Jr. right now are pretty much the the designated starters. What about Mike Edwards? Uh, He's considered a backup. So is Andrew Adams, Justin Evans, Dakota Dixon, DeAndre Hall, Javon Hagen. Those are all. But, I mean, you know, this is preliminary. Preliminary, yeah. B.A. was real high on Dakota Dixon. And, of course, he ended last season on IR. Or, actually, I don't think he even made it to the season. But then we had Orion Stewart that we brought in. Mm, which uh, he played pretty good. He was okay. He was a good depth guy. I liked yeah. him. But that was one and of those Buchanan. one-year contracts. Well, Buchanan, we got rid of in the middle of the year. Of course, he wasn't really a safety. He was no. Like, that money backer. Money backer. So I'm excited to see another young guy in the secondary. Who would think, as a football fan, you would ever say that? <laughs> what we need is more young guys back there. <laughs> we really need to get a veteran back there, man. Just uh... I think so, too, but we have, like, no money left. 
Yeah. It'll be be somebody on the cheap. Yeah. Or trade for somebody. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In the third round, we selected running back Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. Keyshawn. We gave away our fourth round to San Francisco to move up that one spot. So Was it San Francisco we traded with? It was. Huh. In the fifth round, we selected wide receiver Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. Sixth round, defensive tackle Khalil Davis from Nebraska. And we had two seventh rounders. At 241, we got linebacker Chappelle Russell. And at 245, we got running back Raymond Calais. Calais. Calais? Yes. He pronounces his name different than Calais Campbell. Okay, that's good to know. Calais. He is from Louisiana, so he uses the French, you know, where they... Oh, okay. Yes. Interesting. I know. Freaked me out. He... Okay, and the college was Louisiana Lafayette. I probably butchered that. Uh, So... (laughs) We kind of went across the board. We got a little bit of everything. We got some offensive lines, some receiving core, some running back, defensive line, linebacker, and secondary. Kind of spread it around. Yeah. Not like uh, the Carolina Panthers who drafted all defense. Did they really? Yep. Seven seven defensive players. Well, they did jettison their whole defense, and then it's like you have more to rebuild there. At least on offense, they've got... A quarterback. Yeah, they got their quarterback. So we've got, at running back, we've got Ronald Jones. Right now he's the only designated starter. Uh, Keyshawn Bond, Dario Ogunbowale, Raymond Calais, TJ Logan, and a Cassidric Ware. So we've got a stable going. That'll get pared down. It'll be interesting to see if Dari makes the roster this year. I think I liked him. I did too. Well, they had him as a special teams captain last year. That'd be a far way to fall. Yeah. Yeah, he was our he was our closer. I mean, we we brought him in in the fourth quarter, and he was our third down back, too, a lot. He's He was a good pass catcher, too, I thought. Uh, and then after the draft, we signed a bunch of people. What did you say, 13 people? And we still have, I think, six roster spots open with, like, $3 million left. Do we have $3 million left? I haven't looked today. Well, who was the last person we signed? Gronk. After Gronk, we okay, have like yeah, three and got, a half million. We've got four point three six million. Okay. Uh, we're actually fifth worst in the league right now, as far as that. Here, here's the least cap space post draft is Rams with four hundred nineteen thousand, Patriots with one million, Falcons with two point two million, the Saints with three point eight five million, Bucks with four point three six million. Uh, the Panthers are number 10 at $7 million. So us NFC South guys, we like spending our money. We don't let that stuff sit around. Yeah, why would you? We ain't trying to collect interest. <laughs> now, as far as our draft is concerned, we did pretty good. The consensus around the league is that we did pretty good. As a matter of fact, theathletic.com has what's called the consensus big board draft rankings. They've been doing this for a few years. What they do is they take... Uh, about 60 different ratings and combine them together to come up with the consensus draft board. And they're, they're, they're relatively good. They put out a little thing every year about how they, who they hit on, who they were wrong about, blah, blah, blah. And they're generally pretty good. And they've given the 2020 consensus big board draft rankings. Number one goes to the Arizona Cardinals. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are number six. 
Okay, top yeah, ten. Pretty good. Yeah. So that, we won free agency and we won the draft. Oh my gosh, we have just killed this offseason. <laughs> like got, I said, they just kind of give us a Super Bowl now and just. And we got killer now. uniforms back. I know they're so cool. Oh man, it's gonna be so awesome to see them back out there in those uniforms. Let's see. Uh, the Carolina Panthers got eleventh. How in the world could they get eleventh by drafting all defensive players? Um, I guess it goes by need. New Orleans was eighteenth. Ooh, Atlanta. Where you at, Atlanta? I'm scrolling. Oh, thirtieth. Ooh. Oof. We'll do a know your enemy with the draft from our opponents coming up. Molly's going to look all into that. She's very excited about it. <laughs> Can't wait. She just found out about it. Surprise! I knew that. I knew it was coming. We signed some undrafted free agent rookies shortly after the draft. Actually, I think almost immediately. And this yeah, is I think you got. texted me like immediately after the draft was over, and you're like, "We just signed seven people." Yeah, a bunch of people. So we got a quarterback, which BA came out and said the guys that they wanted in the draft were not available. So we so picked up waited. this slum, this schmuck. <laughs> yeah, well, they obviously that's, like him if they're bringing him in. That's how it sounds like. That's how it feels. You know that guy's got to be like, oh, man. Yeah, we couldn't get the guys we like, so we, yeah, we'll settle for we'll you. We'll settle. We are settling for Reed Sinet from San Diego. <laughs> that's horrible. We got offensive lineman John Mulchin from Boise State. Wide receiver Josh Pearson from Jacksonville State. Offensive lineman Nick Everett from Rice. Safety Javon Hagen from Ohio. Wide receiver John Hurst from West Georgia. Outside linebacker Cam Gill from Wagner College. Linebacker Michael Divinity from LSU. Quarterback Parnell Motley from Oklahoma. Center Zach Shackelford from Texas. Defensive lineman Nasir Player from ETSU. Oh gosh, this guy's name. I'm going to butcher it and I apologize in advance. Defensive lineman Benning Patoa A from Washington. Did he? He's the one that played with Vita Vea, isn't he? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It looks like he's got one of those names, like a Pacific Islander with the apostrophes and a lot of vowels. And lastly, wide receiver Travis Johnson from Montana State. Yeah, uh, Patoe played alongside Vea at Washington. Okay. I wonder if he's got half I'm, as much. No, we, we, me and you talked about him last year, about how if he is, if we, if we were going to draft him this year. But Vea also had somebody last year on the team that played with him. Yeah, it was somebody it was. last yeah. year. I think that's who So, you know, the chances of this guy making it. But then again, you know, we need somebody to fill in for uh, Bo Allen. That's true. You know, yeah. you, you got Jeremy Ledbetter, who I, I really like the way he played. And uh, Patrick Didn't O'Connor. he get hurt? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, we got Nacho. You know, he's he's going to be in there in rotation. He's going to make the roster. Uh, Jeremy Ledbetter, he'll probably make it. Pat O'Connor, he'll probably make it. So, Benning Patoa probably won't make it. He's just really going to have to bust his butt to make the roster. There's always the practice squad. Always the practice squad. God, we've got like 13 wide receivers on the roster right now. Do we? Yes. We are stacking up bodies, man. We got, okay, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin starters. Then we've got Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, Justin Watson, Josh Pearson, John Franklin, Cyril Grayson, Jaden Mickens, Bryant Mitchell, Spencer Schnell, 
Travis Johnson, John Hurst. I think the Buccaneers would be the worst team possible to go in as a wide receiver because, I mean, you're, there's already two wide receivers have already got starting jobs. I mean, that's just Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They ain't going nowhere. So, so you've got all these guys basically fighting for three spots, four three spots, spots, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, Scotty Miller. He's got a foot in the door. Yeah. So does Justin Watson. Right. Uh, I like Schnelly. Rashard Perriman. We got rid of him. Probably a good thing because he just got arrested. What? Didn't you say he was uh, he was arrested? No. Who, who? Wrong one. Breland. Bashad oh, Breland. Breland. Your boy. boy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, All kinds of stuff. Sorry to hear that. And he was already in trouble with the league for another substance abuse issue. Oh. So he was already facing a four-game suspension. Hmm. I, I, I'm sitting here and you're talking about it, and the whole time I'm thinking Bashard Breland. I mean, Bashard Perriman. So I was like, oh, well, glad we got rid of him now. Nope. Different guy. Different guy. So now we've got four quarterbacks on the roster. Tom Brady, I think he might make it. Yeah, He'll probably, we'll see. Yeah. Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Griffin, and Reed Sinnett. Ryan uh, Griffin apparently is never going to leave this team. <laughs> I really want to see him get a shot. Maybe he will after Tom Brady. Tight ends, we got Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid, Anthony Alclair, Tanner Hudson, Jordan Leggett, and Cody McElroy. We a are stacked at tight end. We really are. Offensive line, it's pretty much set starter-wise. We got Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, and then the new guy, Tristan Wirfs. That's they got be... him starting? No, they're going to have him starting. Oof. Yeah. I know, it's scary, isn't it? Uh, as far as backups go, we got Joe Haig, Zach Bailey, Brad Seaton, Anthony Fabiano, Aaron Stinney, Zach Shackelford, John Mulchin, and Nick Leverett. It's nice to not really be worried about the offensive line this year. I wasn't worried about it last year. No, but I mean, we have it pretty much set. We don't need... We, we don't were a little guard last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, in depth, too, it was... We dealt with injuries. Yes. yes. Outside linebackers, Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. I'm pretty sure they're both going to make the team. Anthony Nelson, Kazin Daniels, Quentin Bell, Michael Divinity. That's a cool name. And Cam Gill, Michael Divinity. That's an LSU guy, undrafted. We've got a lot of LSU guys on our team. I think the whole NFL does. They're all Yeah. LSU, man, they kick out some good linebackers. Uh, The Divinity guy, he was... uh, Missed six games last year due to suspension, uh, reportedly for multiple positive drug tests. Yeah. Him and Gronk all <laughs> fit in well, huh? He had 23 sacks in his last two seasons at Tiny Wagner College, though. He's six foot two, 232 pounds. Kind of small for an outside linebacker. Inside linebackers, we got Levante David and Devin White. Pretty sure they're going to make the team. <laughs> then we got Kevin Minter, Jack Sitchi, Noah Dawkins, and Chappelle Russell. Minter will probably come back. Sitchi's going to come back. I'm glad to see Sitchi back. I like yeah. him. Cornerbacks, Carlton Davis, Jamal Dean, Sean Murphy, Bunting. Backups are Ryan Smith, MJ Stewart, Mazzy Wilkins, our boy Mazzy. Herb Miller, Herb, and Parnell Motley. We need not, nobody back there. We have no veterans. It's just, I mean, Ryan Smith. Is like the oldest, probably. <laughs> that is Davis. crazy. Oh, my gosh. Safety, Jordan Whitehead, Antoine Whitfield Jr. right now listed as starters. Mike Edwards, Andrew Adams, Justin Evans, Dakota Dixon, DeAndre Hall, and Javon Hagan. We went over them earlier. 
Special teams, kicker Matt Gay is still around. Punter Bradley Pinion locked in. Long snapper Zach Triner is still with the team. So, you know, I'm really happy this is, it was a good team at the end of the year. We've retained the vast, vast, vast majority of the guys we needed to retain. And we've upgraded heavily in major positions, mainly quarterback. Uh, we should have been a playoff team last year. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we were that good. We just, we beat ourselves. Yeah, we didn't put it all together all at the same time. Like, offense was firing on all cylinders and the defense was not. Right. And then yeah. the defense came on and then the offense, Jameis Winston, took a slump. Yeah, I mean, we've been re-watching games from last season and the beginning of the year, our running game was killing it. I mean, Peyton Barber was chewing stuff Yeah, up. the run blocking was great. Yeah, it was, it was very strange. But then our secondary couldn't stop anybody. Yeah. It, it was just very strange. And then when the secondary picks it up, the, our running game couldn't go anywhere. It was very strange, very strange. Uh, never had a problem with our receivers, that's for sure. We had a problem with the guy that was throwing them to the receivers. Well, we had problems with the receivers uh, as far as them getting injured. Yeah, yeah the hamstring and issues. so our depth was not great. But they, they stepped up, I they thought. They did. Well, they did, but I'm just, Except you know. that Tennessee game. They didn't know which way they were going. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite a I mean, Rashad Perriman, he really stepped it up when he got the chance to start, but then anybody else behind him didn't. Like, Scotty Miller, where was he? Justin Watson. Yeah. In particular, after Chris Godwin got injured. Right, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, Perriman definitely stepped it up. But the rest of the guys didn't. That's my point. Yeah. So, you know, we are, we were a playoff caliber team last year. We kept beating ourselves. And mainly, you know, I said this in the last episode of the last season, right after the, the last game, Jameis Winston cost us, you know. And then when I did the analysis and everything, I was like, Jameis Winston cost us three games. You got to say that, three games. That's like the minimum you could say. There's three games. You add those three games in. And then you had Tom Brady in, you know, you're looking at a minimum. If you say Tom Brady's going to win us, I don't know, we'll be, we'll be conservative here and say two games. You're looking at, that's 11 games right there. You know, we won seven. If Winston wouldn't have. Oh, that's including Winston's. Three games. Yeah. Tom so, Brady's not going to lose us three games. Yeah. yeah. And then you throw on two just because he's Tom Brady. That's five games right there. So that'd be 12. That's a 12-win season. I ain't trying to math up in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think we are destined for greatness this year. My right. football math is proving <laughs> that we are it's going all the way, It's infallible, too, football it, math. It is infallible. Football math, man. It's amazing the stuff you can do with the football math. I'm so excited. I want football to start tomorrow. Can we just do this? Let's Easy. do it. Uh all right, once again, if the audio sounds funny, we're still working on stuff. We'll get it pounded out in the next few podcasts, I'm sure. Uh, but we got some good stuff coming in the pipeline. There's a reason why we're doing this, making you suffer through this bad audio. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. the best way is Twitter, generally. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Bucks underscore Observer. Sign up there, subscribe, follow us, whatever, like. You know the routine. 
Uh, we have videos on YouTube. Just look for Buccaneers Observer. We've got a Facebook page as well. Look at, for Buccaneers Observer. We're going to make you do all the work. You have to search for us. <laughs> uh, we don't have Instagram because it's just too much for us. And I don't... I What, what yet... are we going to put up? Pictures of us watching games in our living room? I don't know, man. I see people putting some silly stuff up on Instagram. I'll show y'all what I'm cooking. <laughs> and... Uh, we got the website, BuccaneersObserver.com. Go check it out. We haven't done anything with that here for a while. Of course, we've got great plans for it. We've always got big plans for stuff. And uh, if you want to get in touch with Molly, you can reach her at her email. It's Molly at BuccaneersObserver.com. If you want to get in touch with me, it's Ralph at BuccaneersObserver.com. Is it mine Molly Bay at BuccaneersObserver.com? What did I say, Molly? Molly. I'm going to make you a Molly address. Okay, we, we do, do this. Yeah. You do it all the time. I know my email address. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you need to be saying this because you know your email address alright that's going to wrap it up for us stay safe out there don't get anywhere near anybody else ever don't even look at anybody else for the next couple of weeks so we can get this wiped out and get back to football but until then go Bucks. <laughs>